You're listening to episode 23 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today I have Mary Alice Goldsmith joining us. She is a super successful international business coach. She's also currently my business coach as well. And she's helped thousands of female entrepreneurs step into what she calls your feminine brilliance. Now, if you're under, if you're wondering what the hell that means, that was actually what drew me to her initially because I didn't understand what the hell that meant either. <laughs> so it's really, really interesting. She's going to explain all of that. And she helps women to transform their lives and their businesses. It's really incredible how she does it huge amount of mindset work. And even if you are not an entrepreneur, there is so much in this episode that you're going to get a lot out of that you can apply to various areas of your life. It's really, really crucial stuff that she's talking about. Um, She also has her sought after signature go-getters mentorship program that has really set her apart as the go-to coach for highly accessible coaching that allows women to minimize the distraction by leaving the way for them to literally grow their business just from the ground up. And this is the the Room to Grow podcast. So we're all about that. (laughs) So you are going to absolutely love Mare. She's got so many mindset tweaks that are going to absolutely change how you do life. Uh, It's really, really fascinating what she goes into. And I'm super pumped to share this one. So let's get going. I have uh, Mary Alice Goldsmith here today. I'm pretty pumped about this. Hey, Mary, how are you? Hey, Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for taking the time. I'm so pumped. Tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself. I mean, I know obviously a little bit about you because you are my business coach, um, but I would love for you to give us some some background on you and where you you know, how, how you ended up where you are today. Cause I know you've gone through some, some transition periods too, in mm-hmm. terms of your business as well. Yeah. I mean, don't we all evolve? It's like, when you look, look in the behind you, you're like, wow, I can't believe I ended up here, you know? So, <laughs> so like everyone, yeah, I totally have a journey of where I, and where I started and where I ended up, which honestly, I would have never thought I would have ended up here, but I am so grateful and honored to be here. Um, so I, I, I started as a stay-at-home mom. I have three sons. And um, I remember the day putting my youngest guy on the, the bus. And, and by the way, that has been my greatest role to date. Like, what an amazing uh, honor it was to, to play that role, to be able to stay home with my children. So, so blessed about that. Um, uh, and for those moms that are listening, I know it's not easy either. So I'm not saying like every day was roses. It was, there was a couple of nightmare days in there for sure. But just to be able to be that stay-at-home mom was, was such a blessing. But I, I remember putting my youngest guy, Sean, on the bus and thinking, oh my God, I have seven hours a day to myself. Like, what the heck am I going to do all day? <laughs> and there, was, there was kind of like this... I mean, I wouldn't call it panic, but it was kind of like, you know, I I need to be doing something than just like grocery shopping, cooking dinner, vacuuming. 
Um, and at that time I loved, I was a, like totally a, a, a workout fitness junkie was either reading about it or doing it or talking to somebody about it. And so many people would say, you have got to get certified and be a personal trainer. You'd be so great at that. And, um, it, you know, if I heard it once, I heard it a thousand times. And of course I thought about it, you know, like when you're reading something that much, um, and you're so knowledgeable, you just want to share that information. So long story short, I decided to get certified as a personal trainer and I never wanted to go and work in a gym because I still wanted to have that stay-at-home mom flexibility. So I turned to my husband one day and I'm like, you know what, babe, I'm going to convert the basement into a, a gym. <laughs> he was just like, what? What are you going to do? I'm like, I know, like, I'll just like train the moms in the neighborhood or the, the moms from school and, you know, it'll just be like a fun thing. So it was like the hobby business. And, um, you know, within, within 18 months, that thing took off. It was not a hobby business. I was going from 5 a.m. till 8 o'clock at night, four nights a week. Um, I had six different types of boot camps from boxing, TRX to traditional style boot camps. And I had 36 one-on-one -on -one sessions Monday through Friday. So my little hobby business became, you know, became something quickly. And, and here's the thing, um, you know, it wasn't the goal. That really wasn't the goal. And so I, I, I loved what I was doing, but it was kind of, it was taking over my life. And um, like, I had this vision of me like throwing dinner on the kitchen table and running into the basement to my 20 boot camp people that came to work out, you know? Oh my and gosh. Was, <laughs> yeah. You know? So here's my kids and they're like, it's like, boom, 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 boom. You know, like one, <laughs> two, three, you know, and they're trying to eat dinner and I'm like teaching these classes. So I was just like, what is happening? So it was, I was kind of caught between loving that, like when I was doing it, but like dreading it at the same time. So it was, it was, I had what I call like check myself before I wreck myself moment. And uh, Andrew and I sat down and I'm like, like, this is not what we were kind of gunning for here, you know? And so um, at the same time, I had some, some health issues and I started working with Dr. Jay Tita. I know he's been a guest on the podcast before. And I started working with him to get my health back. And I was dealing with like adrenal and thyroid issues. I was an avid runner and counting my calories, just FYI people, that doesn't work. Um, and um, so I worked with him and, and when we were done, I felt amazing. And I was like, how, do, how can I do this? And he, he said, you can, I have, I have three levels of hormonal certifications, nutrition certifications, and you can take those classes and get certified and, and teach this to other women. And I was like, no way. I literally hung up the phone went to his website, bought all, all three of his certifications and just started studying, studying, studying and started creating the pathway of taking my uh, nutrition and fitness business online. And, you know, then that just became a whole nother hustle because it was like, okay, I'm still, I'm still coaching people in person, trying to build this online space. And, and you know what that's like, that's, that's a beast. It's, it's, there's a lot of, moving parts to building an online business, right? And so much that you aren't expecting too. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. Like every time you're like, awesome, that link connected to that thing. <laughs> and it's like, oh, but wait, there's another thing. Outside. <laughs> like, right? So there's a lot of things. That Story of our lives. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man. So that was definitely a learning curve. And, and I spent some time, um, 
I was kind of dabbling with blogging and stuff. So I spent like two years just kind of playing, if you will. Um, my husband brought me a website for Mother's Day in 2010, which how cute is that? That's adorable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I was playing, but then, then after this experience, I was like, wow, I, I really want to do this. And so, um, I ended up hiring a coach, which, you know, um, it's kind of incestuous. It was, it was Dr. Jade's wife at the time, Jill Coleman. <laughs> and so, um, I worked with Jill and I really started falling in love with the online space and not just this, the, not just being able to work with people from wherever, but the the intricacies of the business itself. Like I just started sitting in the classroom of Amy Porterfield, Melanie Duncan, Todd Herman, um, uh, Ryan Dice of Digital Marketer. Like just any time I could learn, I was there, you know, and I was getting different certifications outside of health and fitness, but like email marketing or like, um, you know, Facebook one-on-one, you know, I was like, what am I doing here? But and, and even Jill, Jill was like, girl, what are you doing? You know? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just was like falling in love with learning the business components of the online space. And, um, you know, sure enough, Jill reached out to me and she's like, she, I ended up working her and I started co-coaching together her, her year long mentorship that I, I was actually a student of, which was really cool. Um, and Which I was as well last year. And then that was how I came across you ultimately yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, and Jill and I had very different styles, you know, so it was kind of, it, it kind of worked. Like, um, I loved like getting into the messy parts of the business and Jill's such a great teacher. So she was like, she loved the teaching aspect of it, which I do too, but I love like getting in there and sweating with everybody. <laughs> yes. So it, it was kind of like this perfect balance between the two of us. and. Um, so I, I worked with Jill for three years, but in the process really decided that although I loved health and fitness and I loved working with people, it wasn't where my, it was passionate for me and my life, but it wasn't where my heart was in terms of building a business. Um, it, it's kind of like one of those things, like you could be passionate about something. It doesn't mean it's your business. And that's what I learned about health and fitness. Like I was passionate about it. I loved doing it, but it, it just wasn't the business that um, I wanted to be in long haul. So back in 2015, I decided um, to start my own uh, coaching mentorship program called, called Go-Getters. And uh, I went all in. I went all in as a business coach. That, that's the long haul of where I am, people. <laughs> that's how I got here from how having babies to uh, building businesses. <laughs> no, I love it though, because everyone has such a unique story. And, and I think a lot of us, like you said, sort of go, holy shit, how did I end up here? <laughs> because a yeah. lot of times it's just, it's not the journey that, that we expect to have, obviously. <laughs> yes, exactly. hundred percent. You actually told us as well, um, since you mentioned go-getters, you told us the story at uh, the retreat that we were at in February that you hosted. Um, and you told us the story as to what caused you to, to coin go-getters. I would love it if you would share that story because we were all bawling. <laughs> you had a video about it and we were all like just sitting there crying in the retreat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, you know, the youngest of seven children, big Irish Catholic family, and I was blessed with incredible parents, like amazing parents. And 
my dad was um, just this, I mean, to get in front of him and have him speak to you was just a gift because he was such a motivator. And my whole life, he, I mean, I, I mean, if you think about this in 1978, I'm an eight-year-old little girl at the kitchen table and my dad's looking at me and he's like, listen, you could be the first female president of the United States. Like, that's how much I believe in you. And you have to believe in yourself the same way, you know? And I'm just like, yes, (laughs) that's my dad. Like, that's how he would, he just saw in people their full potential and he would do whatever it took to help you see that. And so we, we always had, um, we had these, this flower wallpaper and he would say, you know, like you're this flower right now, but if you keep studying and you keep, if you're an ass kicker, you could be that flower all the way at the top. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be that top flower. (laughs) And, um, he would always say, he's like, Mare, you have to understand the most successful people are go-getters. They stop at nothing. They stop at nothing. They just keep reaching to that next flower, to the next flower, to the next flower. And of course he's physically showing me the flower, the flower, the flower. And he was like six one. So there, that was the top flower. (laughs) You know, when I, when I decided to go all in as a business coach, uh, unfortunately I had lost my dad that May of 2015 and, you know, May and June and part of July, you know, I was in the the throes of the mourning process, right. Of, of losing my dad because it was you know, the wor- one of the, the worst experience I've ever been through. And um, I, I was at my desk and I had this profound moment, like, and I, his picture's staring at me, you know, as it is right now. And I'm like, he would be like, what are you doing, woman? Get a, a grip. Like, you know, like you've got to, you got to wipe your knees off and get back in the game, you know? And I just had this, this whole like visual of him looking at me in my office, like get it together, you know, like life goes on. And I don't want you doing this. So in that moment, I, I said, you know what, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get it together. And I'm, I, I'm still going to, I mean, I still mourned him, Lord, Lord knows, but I just started taking action every day. just started taking action with him in my mind and this whole, like, be a go-getter, be a go-getter, be a go-getter. And so after mapping out the whole plan of the mentorship, I thought, what am I going to name this? Like, what can I name this? And I had so many different names. And my sister and I were, were talking and she was like, I mean, you can't name an ass kickers. <laughs> I know, but I that would would sign so up for good. that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, he's so good. But she's like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, go-getters. It's go-getters, you know? So in honor of my dad, I named it the Go-Getters Mentorship. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's just the best story behind that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really does. It means a lot. You know, it, it's that personal meaning and it just, um, it's true, you know, successful people, they don't mess around. They, they are go-getters. We fall, we fail for sure, but we don't get caught up in excuses. We just keep moving forward. So no, it's all about uh, taking massive action, right? So that's, that's a huge part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. So how did you, when you were sort of transitioning from health coaching to business coaching, how did you go about making that transition happen? Because I, I talk to lots of entrepreneurs who may want to switch niches and uh, you and I have, have discussed that I may have some different things coming up in, in, the, in the near-ish future. How do you advise people to, to start making that transition? Because sometimes your entire audience could be based around one 
group of people who are coming to you, for example, in your case, you know, like health coaching, like fitness and, and nutrition and hormones and all that stuff, and you want to switch to business, well, that's not necessarily going to appeal to those same people. So how did you go about sort of switching that over? Yeah. And you know, that could be scary. You know, when you have over 20,000 people following you on social media, you know, we're, all, we're so number driven, right? That whole social proof. It's like, oh my gosh, like how do I walk away from all of that? And like, you're literally starting all over again. Exactly. That's huge. That's, that's no joke. Like that's enough to make any entrepreneur start sweating. <laughs> right. And it could, but you know what? You just, and this is where it's so important to make sure that you're always checking in with yourself. And, you know, I, I call them check yourself before you wreck yourself moments or, <laughs> you know, tapping into your feminine brilliance to make sure that you're really honoring who you are and what you're supposed to be doing in this world. And I think what happens so often and why people struggle so much with this is, you know, we put ourselves in these boxes. It's like, okay, well, I got certified as a personal trainer. So that's all I'm allowed to do, right? And if you really look at your life, you know, when I look at the journey that I'm on right now, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now in this moment. That doesn't mean tomorrow or next week I am. So I always have to be available to do those check-ins with myself. Like, am I really um, making the kind of impact that I want to make on this world? Am I really showing up as the best version of myself? And I, I, when I was making that transition, I didn't care that I was walking away from 20,000 followers. I mean, I invited them to come with me because, you know, I don't just speak business, as you know, like I, I'm very mindset driven, personal development driven. So I invited them to, to come on that journey with me, but I couldn't care about that number, you know, like all the people that were following me that, that I had to let that go. And I think being in the online space, it's very easy to be consumed with the numbers, the social proof, the followers. Um, but in that, are you really checking in with yourself and, and your purpose and, and your passion and being the very best version of yourself? So I would say anybody that's in that transition, you have to follow your heart. And I know that's so like cliche and, and all of that, but you truly have to follow your heart. You know, um, there, there's a couple of key things. When content starts getting really hard to write or when you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, you know, what is today going to look like? You know, and it, it's more heavy than it is inspiring. It, it's time to really check in with yourself. Um, and then it's about giving yourself permission. I don't care what certifications you ha have. I don't care what education you have. A lot of, you know, I think about my education. I graduated. I wanted to be a psychotherapist. And Lord knows I do a lot of that in what I do today. I use a lot of my education. Um, so we have to remember like where everything that we've been through has built up to this moment. It may not look perfect. It may not be perfect, but just because you have certain education or certain certifications, don't put yourself in a box. You know, if you want to be something else or do something else, you have to allow yourself to go for it. Um, that that would be my my greatest advice like really check in with yourself and make sure that it's coming from that place of integrity and true passion and that impact like anytime we're doing some type of coaching you have to you have to come from that place of service um but i, I see far too many women holding themselves back because 
they don't have this box checked or that box checked or this box checked and they stay in this box and they're miserable and they're, they're not doing the work that they really want to do. And so how is that helping anyone? Exactly. And I think it's really powerful that you actually offered some, some really sort of more clear ways to recognize that you're out of alignment. And then uh, like building on that, what are some of the steps that we can take to get in alignment if we don't necessarily know exactly what it is we, we want to do? Because when you start it into a new, a new niche or a new type of idea, you have to sort of start from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. So looking at obviously your own mindset, like you were talking about giving yourself permission to do those things. But it's also about, you know, figuring out who, who your ideal client is, who you want to be speaking to, who you want to impact the most. And if we aren't clear on that, then that can really hold us back from taking that next step as well. So how, how do we sort of go about figuring that out? Well, I think the most important thing is to, you know, before we get into ideal client, I think we need to get into ideal self. You know, who, who's, who are you in your most ideal um, uh, state, state of mind, state of being? You know, um, I, I think, and, and then this is part of the box, right? If we were to jump out of the box and in this moment, you would say, this is the work I love to do. This is how I want to show up everything else gets figured out. Everything falls into place so ridiculously easy. It's not even funny, you know, but I think we hide under these things. Like, I don't know my messaging. I don't know my ideal client. Well, you won't until you know yourself so well and how you want to show up. So that that's number one. And how do you get there? How do you get in touch with your ideal self to be the very best version of you? That takes a lot of drowning out the noise uh, you know this about me, Em. I'm a big believer in a morning routine. And the, the the reason behind that is we are so good at being noisy. We have social media. I, I was watching something yesterday. They were, they were um, filming these sorority girls at a baseball game. And there was probably about 20 of them. And every single one of them were on their cell phone as this game's going on. On, taking selfies back on their phone, taking a selfie back on their phone. I mean, it went on and on. It was kind of, it was quite disturbing, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we do such a great job of, of being noisy. And, you know, if you think about the typical American, they get up, they turn on the TV, they get in their car, they turn on the radio, they get to the office, they're talk, 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 talking all day long. And then they repeat that in reverse, get in the car, turn on the radio, get home, turn on the TV we don't take enough time to be silent. And so it, it's not so surprising to me that people don't know what their next best move is or what they're meant to do in this world because they're not quiet enough to really soul search to figure that out. So um, a great book for your audience to read is The Rhythm of Life by Matthew Kelly. And this book really changed that for me to to go inward and find that silence because it's through that silence and connecting with my soul that I make the majority of my decisions. And for the most part, a lot of them pan out. I'm not saying I don't fail, but I at least fail happily and say, hey, I tried it, you know? Um, but I, I truly believe that getting back in touch with your, your soul and really um, asking yourself and being open and available to receive the downloads, I call them, 
um, from your higher power, whatever that is for you. I, I'm a spiritual person. I believe in God. And so, you know, if it's the universe, fine. If it's the tree in your front lawn, fine. But to be silent and, and get that download from your higher power so you know what your next best move would should be is, is powerful. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. Mm, that's beautiful. I really like that a lot. And I mean, speaking of morning routines, what, like, tell us what, what your routine looks like first thing in the morning. Yeah. So definitely coffee first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not allowed to do anything until I feed and let the boss out because she comes first, my uh, yellow lab Riley. <laughs> um, but in terms of really getting in touch with myself and, 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 you know, practicing what I just preached, I always um, start with a daily meditation. It's just a, a quick snippet from this book that I read every day. Um, and then I, I literally sit in silence and I just ask God to let me hear what I need to hear uh, that day, to be who I need to be that day for someone else and to say what I need to say that day so that somebody else could be a, a better version of themselves as, as well. So receive what I need so that I can give what others need. Um, and then I just sit quietly and, and try to stay as still as possible and just really listen. Um, and it, it does take practice and it sounds a little woo-woo, but it's, it's, um, it, it's pretty powerful. The messaging that you get, um, the relief of anxiety and fear because you're just in that moment, you know? So uh, after that, I just, whatever I, I got like in that moment or whatever I'm feeling in that moment, I, I could be happy. I could be angry. I could be excited. I could be afraid. I just take out my journal and I just start doing my brain dump, like whatever I'm feeling today I'm feeling, or yesterday was amazing because I'm so grateful for, you know, so I don't have any judgment about what I put in my journal. There's no boundaries there. And then I just write blah, 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 blah. And, um, I try to end with something grateful or something that uh, I'm aware of. Um, and then I uh, close that and I'll do some, some visualization or, you know, if I have very specific goals, depending on my 90 day plan for that quarter, um, I'll do some visualization or I'll do some statements about what I'd like to call in for that day or that month or uh, what have you. But that, that's, that's my uh, morning routine that I do every morning. Mm, I really like that a lot. And then you, you also do things like working out and things like that, right? I usually see you on Instagram stories posting that you're at the gym super early. <laughs> super early. Yes. So I, um, a couple days a week, I'm at the gym by 545, get my little weight session in there and, and, uh, some cardio. And then I come home, feed the boss and do the morning routine. So nice. I love that. Well, I think the movement is, is so important too. Even if even if people aren't going to make it to the gym or anything like that, like a quick walk or even just stretching, like something, some sort of movement to sort of get the blood flowing, I think is, is really important because that helps to get sort of the mind going as well and, and really fully wake up so that we can be more aware of the things that maybe are coming to us while we're sitting quietly. A hundred percent. I mean, I think 80% of the day we shallow breathe, you know, you wake up early in the morning, you get a good workout in, trust me, you're taking a couple of deep breaths, you know? <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> it's a great way to get oxygen to your brain for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then I always take a, um, a walk 
during the day because you know the boss again calls i get the <laughs> i get the eyes over the desk like uh it's one o'clock chick hello <laughs> oh buddy <laughs> time for a break which i mean how amazing is that like i i write in my journal several times a week like how grateful i am for riley because if those two eyes didn't peer over my desk by one <laughs> o'clock how easy is it to just stay here and work the day away, you know? So I'm so grateful for her because she does, she gets me out there. Like, let's go for the walk, time for the walk, you know? Exactly. There's no avoiding it. When the dog wants to go, the dog wants to go. <laughs> yeah. She puts all four paws down. <laughs> so super grateful for that. Well, what is, what's sort of the, the number one thing that you think that holds most women back in their lives, whether like business or otherwise. So this could be for, for someone who isn't an entrepreneur and has no interest in being so, it, what do you sort of think across the board, it tends to be the number one thing that, that holds a lot of us back? Not knowing what they really truly want. Mm. It, it's hard to, you know, create the home that you want. It's hard to raise the children that you really want. It's hard to have a, a healthy, happy marriage. It's hard to have a healthy, happy business if you don't know what you really want. So true. Everything's, true. yeah, it all stems from there. See, you know, um, I don't know if you know T. Harv Eckert. He, he, he speaks about this so well. He, he, he's a personal development guy. And he's like, you know, we're so focused on looking at the fruit of what we developed, right? So you think about a, a, a tree, it has the roots, it's got the, the, the um, <laughs> what's that? What does a tree have? The, the stump? The, <laughs> the branches? <laughs> yeah, but what, what becomes first? Why can't I get it? I'm looking at a tree right now, like why can't I say <laughs> what that is? I know what that is, but I can't say it. <laughs> roots? The roots and then the tree trunk. Oh, the oh. trunk. Oh, I wasn't sure which part of the tree we were talking about. I'm like, wait, I'm trying to help here. <laughs> oh my God, sounds like. All right, so you have the roots and you have the tree trunk and then you have the tree and then you have like the fruits of that tree, right? So we're so, you know, we're, we're human. We, we only focus on what we can see, right? So we, we look at the fruits and we're like, God, what's wrong with my myself? Like, what is wrong with myself? But we're forgetting to nurture the most critical parts. And that's the roots because that's, that's what's going to nurture and feed your fruit. And so if we don't know what we want, our roots, what, who we want to be, what do we want to do? What do we want to have? How do we actually become or, or build or have the life of our dreams? And so what I find most women are struggling with is they don't even know what they truly want out of this life. Um, and, and, and connected to that, you know, then you have the web of self-doubt, um, self-worth, all, all of those things that, that come into play, but it really comes back to that. You don't even know what you want. Well, and that's where I think that things like visualization and journaling and, and getting really clear on what you really want are so important because otherwise it, you know, the, the universe, let's say, doesn't, doesn't really know what to hand you <laughs> because if exactly. you are clear on it and, and uh, you and I've talked about that a lot before that without getting clear on that vision, whether it's, uh, you know, I want to feel comfortable in my own skin and all my clothes will, will fit uh, really, really well, or, you know, maybe fix a hormonal issue or build the business that you want to build or whatever that looks like. I think that we have to get really clear on that before we can go about achieving it. Yes. And here's the problem, okay? 
if I'm, if I come from a big family of people who are all overweight, I only know how to be overweight. I don't know how to live healthy and fit. If I come from a family of, um, you know, people who weren't good at managing money, I only know how to not be good at managing money. So the reason why so many people don't really know what they want, they know what they don't want. I don't want to be obese like my family. I don't want to be poor like my family. I don't want to be in an unhealthy marriage like my family. We all know what we don't want, right? But we don't know what we really do want. Because again, distinction, huge distinction there. Yeah. Because again, as humans, we can only assess things on what we can see. And because we don't take the time to be quiet enough, still enough, and connected to our inner soul, our, our, our being, we only focus on the fruits that have been sown from these lives. And they're not always healthy, happy fruit. You get my drift, right? Like there's, you know, people, people who have lived in poverty, who have had watched their mother be married seven times over with unhealthy relationship after the next, or, you know, their father has diabetes and his legs get cut off. And so, you know, and and here they are obese themselves, even after they watch their father get their legs cut off because of obesity and diabetes, they're still 40 pounds overweight because we only know what we know. Until we take that time to change the thermostat of our life, to change our, our health thermostat or our health or our, our financial thermostat. And that takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of peeling back the layers and going into painful areas that people, one, don't know how to do that. And two, don't want to do that because it's so uncomfortable. Hmm. I think that's so beautifully put, Mary. It's, uh, it's so, so true that a lot of us just are confusing what we don't want with what we do, and then everything else just gets lost in translation, essentially. Yeah. I'll tell you a personal story. When, when, um, when I decided to go all in as a business coach, you know, I, I was raised Irish Catholic. You know, it's not like my parents were rolling in the dough. There was a lot of mouths to feed and a lot of stray dogs that were coming in and out and stray, you know, can my friend Jimmy live with us? His parents just moved and he wants to finish senior year. There was a lot of that, you know, and my parents are always like, absolutely. <laughs> they always opened their home to stray animals and people. So. Um, you know, it's not, you know, the, the message in my home was there was never enough, never enough. And, uh, you know, the men could spend the money however they chose, but women had, had to pick and choose. And it always was family first. And then you can get those shoes as long as they're on sale. So like, like that was the overall message. So I always kind of lived like a good Irish Catholic girl not materialistic. All I wanted was love in my family and be a great mom. All good. That's all great. I'm not judging anybody who's listening to that. Right. So, and I I still have some of that, but I, when I started my business, um, uh, when I went all in as a business coach, I also went in all on, in on a money journey that was revolutionary in my life. Like, oh my gosh, this journey opened me up to so many things, both painful and amazing in terms of who I could actually be in this world. 
because of the blessings of wealth um, financially. And I gave myself permission to actually go down that road of what would my life look like and feel like and be like if I allowed myself to have an abundance of wealth? What would that look like? And for the first time, I started realizing, you know what? I do want a nice car. I do want a vacation home. I do want to travel. I want experiences. I want these things. Now, I'm not one who is like, oh, I want that Louis Vuitton. Like that, that's not me. It's fine if you are. Like that, I have no judgment. But it's it's the point being is we have to allow ourselves to open up to our deepest desires. And not put them back in the box and saying, well, that's not nice. I shouldn't want a fancy car because look at all those people who are homeless and can't eat. Like, that's not good, you know? And so the, the point being, like, the more I allowed myself to desire, the more money I allowed myself to make. And the more I became the person I really am meant to be. Not because of money, but because I gave myself the permission to live abundantly in every single way. Because if I make more money, I have more to give. And when Mary Alice has more to give, she lives on fire. She lives on fire. And so I think so many of us feel apologetic about making money. Like, oh God, I feel so bad. I'm making so much money, but my, you know, my friend is piss poor broke, you know? And I, I think we really need to shed that skin and, and realize like we all make the choice and so if your friend is piss poor broke, that's her choice and honor her choice and respect her, you know, but if you're making the choice to be wealthy in every way, love, time, money, health, embrace that a hundred percent and get rid of all the judgments around that and really step into an abundance and allow that to come into your life. Um, so have you brought all of this up, especially about money, because this applies to absolutely everyone. And it's something that can be such a massive block that we don't even recognize until it's basically shoved in our faces. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. oh shit, that's what I've been doing all these years. <laughs> yeah. And we just have so many stories that are pulled from childhood, usually, that, that tends to be the base level where it all starts because we see how our parents interact with money and you know, how we interact, like how we're given money or, or anything like that. All of those things, they can all look different for each person. But I think that that's incredibly powerful to recognize it because once you recognize it, you can start to change it. And it's not until you come to that realization that you can start to do the work with things like visualization and opening yourself to being available for that money to come to you. If you're closed off, of course, it's not going to show up. Mm -hmm. I love this woo woo stuff about money. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something else too, Em, is um, it also allows you to truly know what you want in this life. And so all of these women who don't really know what they want, and that's why they're stuck. They're stuck in unhealthy relationships. They're stuck with a zero balance bank account. They're stuck with, you know, obesity or, or just not loving the skin that they're in. When you allow yourself to truly define your desires, to really let yourself go there, that's when you realize, oh man, 
I do. I do want to be in a bikini competition. Oh my God. Or I do want to have a relationship with a man that's, that really takes care of me. Like I want to be a little needy because it just fulfills me. I like that. Nothing wrong with that ladies. Not a problem. Right? So like when we, when we really allow ourselves to go there and define what it is we truly, truly desire, then we know exactly what we want then everything changes. Everything changes from there because a woman who knows what she wants and she's living life with a fierce confidence, mayday, watch out <laughs> world, watch out. Yeah. I changes love that. Mm -hmm. Well, and speaking of that, I, you mentioned feminine energy before and I want to circle back to that because that was actually one of the things that, that drew me to you originally as a coach was because you kept talking about this feminine energy I'm like, what the hell is that bullshit? And what does that even mean? <laughs> so I need you to talk to me about this because I still some days I'm like, I understand it better now, but some days I'm still like, shit, I'm still in my full masculine mode. And mm. like, I, I still have to sort that out sometimes. And I have to, I definitely gravitate more towards masculine and I have to force myself sometimes more into feminine, but you've been really, really good at helping me with that. So I would love if you would explain that a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think we all struggle with that, you know, especially as business owners, it's really, um, it's really hard to stay in that feminine brilliance and, and, and live your life from that space. So, um, don't judge it. Uh, the fact that you're aware of it is amazing. I and mean, that you're doing great. <laughs> so, so yeah, after years of coaching and, and, um, and I raised three men, so this helps too. So I have a really good insight. <laughs> I have great intel on men. <laughs> but, but let me just start with this. We all, we all have feminine and masculine energies. Men have them. Women have them. The problem is, you know, it's like if you see a man in overdrive in his feminine energies, you're like, man, you better get your act together. <laughs> you better clean it up over there, homeboy, because you are a hot mess. You know? <laughs> A woman who is overdriving her masculine and, uh, you know, get a visual of this ladies, because it's probably 85 to 90% of your listeners, a woman in her overdrive and her masculine is so stuck in thinking, obsessively thinking. We call it, we call it type A. It's, that's just a total cover name for, <laughs> for the whole thing. You know, it's like, you're obsessed about thinking, you're obsessed about doing it right. You're obsessed about making sure it all goes well. It has to be logical. It has to make sense. And we get so caught up in thinking that we actually, the action that we take, we're very like, I don't even know if this is the right move because we're so out of that soul connection with our feminine uh, being, our feminine brilliance or excellence, if you will, whatever you want to call it. But the feminine, feminine empowered traits is we're able to be in that moment. We're able to emotionally feel into that moment to know if it's good or bad. We have very high levels of intuition and insightfulness. And when we are so in overdrive in our masculine, we're making decisions fear-based, ego-based, not confidently. And we're always questioning. So you make the decision, you take the action, and then you question, question, question. You fall asleep with it on your mind, you wake up with it on your mind. You're just not 100% sure. When you make that decision based on logic and emotion, feeling into it, 
and, and really um, having those visualizations and having some intuition on it and insightfulness and creative genius around it, then you make a decision that feels so good. This is the difference between ease and struggle, right? It's like, why am I always struggling? Well, because you haven't really checked in with yourself to even know if this is the best decision for you. Where you see those other people where they just make a decision and they're just like, done. And you're like, how the heck did you do that? Well, because she really felt into it and it felt really good and it made logical sense. That's a perfect balance. That's the perfect balance between that masculine and feminine energies. And those are the people that you see that are constantly in action, but not crazy over the top, out of their mind, stressed out. That's the difference. And everyone wants to be that person. Nobody wants, nobody wants this, the struggle. Nobody wants the, the being, feeling stuck and all the fear and, and all of that. It, nobody wants that. It's just that I, I think a lot of us in this day and age uh, as women tend to be drawn to that more because we think that that's what, what we should be like. That we need to, you know, be, make very logical decisions and, and be very uh, logical in, in everything that we're doing. And what I have come to realize is that that just logic is not always the way <laughs> within yeah. reason, obviously to a point, but it is so interesting to see the differences between the two. And once you, once you recognize it, it's very hard to not recognize it. It still can be, I, I find sort of a not, not a battle, a battle's the wrong word, but it can still sort of uh, be a bit of a journey to go back and forth between the two. But mm-hmm. once you start paying attention to it, it really starts to shift your entire thinking and all of your decision-making. Yes, 100%. And, and, and you know, there's, this is like, um, I always call it the hustle and flow, right? We, we talk about this a lot in, in Go-Getters. There's a hustle period and there's a flow period. And, and for the ladies who aren't in business, you'll feel this in life, you know, like the holidays, that's a hustle period. I don't care who you are. Right. So you're hustling. And then once the holidays are over, there's like a flow, you know, where you don't have to be to all the holiday parties and you don't have to, you know, so it's like you can hustle a little bit before the holidays to get in really good health so that you can kind of flow through the holidays with your food and not obsess about it, right? So you could think about it that way. But that's that balance of that masculine and feminine energies. How can you hustle and flow at the same time and, and keep it in a, you know, like in business? When we're launching, we're hustling. We are hustling. But I now love that hustle so much because I know that that's just for a moment. And then when that's done, I'm going to go back into my flow state and I'm just going to be like hustling and flowing all year long. And it's just amazing. And I love it, you know? Um, so if you can get the visual on that, when you're in that hustle mode and, and sometimes, you know, people who are in that hustle mode, they're like, Oh, I'm exhausted. I have so much to do. And I, I actually, you know, and that's that struggle you were just talking about. Like we don't want to struggle, but do we, do we, do we not really want to struggle? Because I question that sometimes because going back to what we were talking about before, some people, that's their comfort zone. That's a comfort zone for people because they don't know any other way. So check in with that. You know, all your listeners, check in with that. How is that struggle serving you? Is it making you feel connected to your family story? You know, to the fruits of your family? You know, is it making you feel 
proud of yourself because you're struggling because the message is if you're not working your ass off, then you're not working at all. Mm, I'm so happy you brought that up, Mary, because I actually, and, and that you brought up the hustle and flow too, because I think that that's becoming an increasingly hot topic lately is that more and more people, and it's actually kind of nice to see that I am starting to see more people talking about the importance of being more in flow and basically, you know, finding more time to rest mm-hmm. as opposed to being in hustle mode 24 seven. And it is really nice that we're starting to recognize that because especially in today's day and age with, you know, all of our technology on all the time and we, we can get so sucked into that. I, I mean, that's just one aspect of it, but it really makes it hard to get out of hustle unless we actively try to, and we have to actually sort of put in some boundaries around that. I actually, uh, there's a couple episodes that I'll reference in the show notes, um, with a couple other female entrepreneurs who I've had on the show who've talked a lot about this as well and, and being more in flow. And then it, how this ties into money is also so fascinating because so many of us were taught from a young age that you make money by Mm -hmm. busting your ass and working hard. And without that, you are then therefore not deserving of the money. And that can be a really tough story to break because we can get caught in that cycle and not even realize it. Oh yeah. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's really, um, and this is where people really need to make the decision. Are they going to keep investing in those stories or are they going to invest in deconstructing those stories and rewriting new ones? Because this is some intense stuff and it's, it's not necessarily easy to do it on your own. I didn't do it on my own, you know? Um, and I, I think some of the best money I spent has been in uh, therapy and coaching and programs that helped me re- rewrite the, my story. Um, so I, I think that that's an important thing to, to mention. Like if you're struggling with this and this, this has, this is weight, this is money, this is love time, you know, the, the, the main energies that we live with every single day, if you're not living with them in a healthy way, then, then love yourself enough to figure out a better way because we all deserve to have an abundance of health, to have an abundance of wealth, love, time, all of us. No one's, no one's more deserving than the next. We all deserve it. And God in the universe wants that for us. So if that's not happening for you, that's a red flag that you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself and take those proper steps to, to you know, um, dissect the stories that you've invested in and rewrite them because they, they are rewritable. You can rewrite them. Um, and always just understanding that our parents, I don't care what kind of parent you had, everybody did the best that they can. I always joke with my kids, and said, trust me, you're going to end up on a black couch too. I did the best I could kid. The rest is on you. Figure it out. <laughs> but, um, you know, like our, our parents do the best that they can. And, and we as parents do the best that we can, but it doesn't mean that we as children, adult children don't have the opportunity or don't have a say. We do not have to invest in our parents' Money. I mean, my parents, they were raised in the Great Depression. Of course they didn't have enough money. I mean, come on. So I, I wasn't raised that way. And so I don't need to invest in that. But I did need to reconstruct my story 100%. And it's, it's funny, when I did that, 
and I started sharing the stuff with my husband. And I think I've shared this with you guys. Um, he, he said, that's so not you, you know, because for so long it wasn't because I kept saying, no, Mary Alice, go back in the box, go back in the box, go back in the box. You can't have that. You can't want that. You don't deserve that. Go back in the box, go back in the box. And I, I said to my husband, but it is, she really, really does want all those things I just shared with you and she's going to get them. It is me. I mean, I'm still me, but it's me even in a better version, you know? So Mary Alice evolved 2.0. Yes. yes. <laughs> 2.0 girl. She has, she has been reborn. So, and, and, and in essence is kind of what we need to do. We kind of need to like rebirth ourselves through these stories. And again, it can be a really messy emotional process, but just think about who you will be when you stop saying to yourself, no, not now, I can't have that, but are open and available to an abundance of all of those things, 20 pounds later, walking with a kick in your step, having an abundance of time to get your workout in, having an abundance of money, zero debt in your bank account or on no credit cards. Like think of, think of who you are then. And if everybody who's listening didn't just get a little lighter in every way, then something might be wrong, right? So if, if, if that's what you desire, then that's what you deserve. Because the God and universe wants whatever it is your heart desires. But the reason why you're not getting it goes way back to what we were talking about before. You don't even know what you want. And you're not giving yourself the permission to dream and desire in a really, really big way. So you're holding yourself back. You know, if I could be dramatic, you're suffocating yourself. You're being suffocated by yourself and the stories that you believed in. Once you shake those stories, losing 20 pounds and living as your healthiest version, starting a business you've been thinking about for 20 years, having a relationship you absolutely love, never again saying, oh my God, I don't have enough time. Like that's your reality. That becomes your new reality. Oh, so good. There's so much good stuff there. I especially love that if, if that's what you desire, then that's what you deserve. I think that living by that is so powerful. And then exactly, it goes right back to, we have to figure out what we actually desire and get in touch with that so that then we can proceed from there and make it all happen. It might not happen on necessarily the timeline that we want, but if we get clear on it, then it will come to us in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Yep. So good. Yeah, it, it's really about getting clear, dropping your, your excuses, taking full responsibility for your life, where you are right now, and this might sting a couple of you, where you are right now, you created it. It's not your mom's fault, it's not your dad's fault, it's not your husband's fault, it's not your girlfriend's fault, it's not your boyfriend's fault, it's not your dog's fault. It's all on you, all on me, all on M. We, the choices we've made has led us to here. So if that's the case, then if I want a whole completely different life, it's just about changing my choices. And then I go forward and reap the benefits of that. If I focus on my roots, then the fruit that I grow is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. So you just got to focus in the right place. Don't focus on what you see right now. If your bank account's on zero, that sucks. Absolutely. But what can you do to get it on uh, multiple zeros with a nice big seven or a one in front of it? <laughs> you know, right? But it's really about going to the roots. It's about 
dropping the excuses, taking full responsibility for yourself and showing up as the best version of you. But that's, there's a lot of work in between that. You know, there's a lot of work in between that, but it's possible. It, it, you know, just think about all the people that you admire or inspire you. You too can be that person. The only reason you admire or are inspired by them is because you see the same thing in yourself. We can't see in other people what we don't have in ourselves. It's not possible. So it's possible for you to live that best life that you really want to live. So good. So good. Mara, where can people find you? Let us know, uh, let us know where, where people can find you. And then obviously I'll be referencing things in the show notes as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I'd love for people, anybody who's interested in learning more about, you know, tapping into your true desires, designing the life of your dreams, uh, you know, whether you're a stay-at-home mom thinking about that business that you've always wanted to create, but you just keep saying no, not now, or you are a business owner and you just find that you're always ending up struggling, I would love for your followers to uh, join me in Princeton for my elite retreat, which is happening in October, um, October we're fourth and fifth, and we are going to deep dive live uh, in person into what we talked about right now, actually. Um, and it's a small, intimate group of 30 women. So they'll be on the spot coaching and you will leave there with a very clear uh, understanding of what it is you do actually want in your life. Very profound. So um, they can, I'll, I'll, I don't know. I don't have the link off the top of my head, Em. So if we could just add that to the yeah, show notes. Yeah, I'll definitely reference that. No problem. So anyone who's looking for more information on that can definitely go check that out. And I have been to one of your retreats. I, I'm going to another one uh, later in the year. Not, not this one, but you have a different one coming up. And I left like cracked wide open. <laughs> like I say that in, in the best possible way. It, it really felt like, a huge renewal. It opened my eyes to a lot of things that were holding me back that I didn't even realize were holding me back. It was a really fascinating experience, unlike anything else that I have uh, attended. So I can certainly vouch for for the power of attending this type of retreat <laughs> with you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really it's really great. You know, I think a lot of people last year came and thought it was going to be business, 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 and they were pleasantly surprised to get that personal development piece that we're not diving into enough. You know, I could talk about Facebook ads still on purple, but if you don't know what you want, why are you spending money on a Facebook ad? You know? Exactly. So, yeah. So I really find that this is so imperative and, you know, for business owners, we're behind our laptops 24 seven. It's so important to get around like-minded women and to, to receive, you know, we give all day. So it's really important to receive so powerful. So I'd love for them to join me there. Um, but otherwise you can find me at maryalicegoldsmith.com. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I think it's maryalicegoldsmith101, you know, facebook.com, maryalicegoldsmith101. Um, but this has been amazing. Thanks so much for having me. Em. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I just have one more question. Uh, since it's the, the room to grow podcast, I always am constantly on the, the search for how we can grow into the best version of ourselves. So if you could offer people one piece of advice into growing into uh, their best selves, what would it be? Yeah, I think it's kind of the theme of this podcast, right? It's um, if, if I was to give the best advice to grow into the best version of yourself, get in touch with yourself. Don't stop seeking outward. 
go inward and you will meet a person who is amazing, deserving, abundant in every way, and has so much to offer this world. But you have to go inward. And that requires shutting things down and really being silent. And just what does your soul need today? What does your soul need today? Because if you can answer that, then what you're going to give to the world will be profound. Oh, there's so much power in that. And just so much great stuff covered throughout this. Marielle, thank you so much. I really appreciate it taking the time and sharing your wisdom and I, all of all of the ways to find Mare and her retreat will all be listed in the show notes. So uh, we will definitely make sure that that is all over there so that everybody can find you and connect with you even more. <laughs> awesome. Well, I love you, girl. You're doing great work. Keep it uh, up. I love you too. Thanks so much. <laughs> all right. Bye. So much great stuff in that podcast episode. I hope that you guys loved it and that you got all kinds out of it. I know I sure did. I always do. Every time I talk to Mare, I get more out of talking to her every single time we chat. <laughs> so, so much great stuff. I think that one of the, the really key themes here is really figuring out what it is that you desire, that you want. And the ways that, that I do that are a lot of the ways that the mayor has talked about as well, which is journaling and really visualizing what it is that we want to get out of life. And once we do that, then we can start taking massive action to achieve those things, to reach those goals, to get to that next level. Um, regardless of, again, whether you're applying this to your everyday life or to your business, there's all kinds of different ways that this can be used. So if you're looking to take a really massive, consistent action, once you've figured out the, the uh, visualization part, figuring out what it is you really want, I have a really great free resource for you to check out. Um, about the five big ways to take consistent action. And there's a bonus exercise in there as well that's really gonna challenge you to start taking those steps. I'm really, really excited about this for you because I think that it can make a huge difference and it's what I have used in my own life as well to really start to make huge change. So I will make sure to link that in the show notes. You can go and check that out. And all show notes are found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And one more thing before you go, there are brand new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. So make sure to hit subscribe. That way you're notified as soon as they're up and you're the first to know about it. And if you can share this episode with someone that you think really would need it, that would mean so much to me. I'm sure that it would mean so much to that person as well. And it really helps to grow this podcast so that we can get all of this amazing information out there to everyone who needs it the most. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you and I will talk to you in a few days. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.